So it's, uh, geez, sometime in late October. I went away for a weekend, uh, so I have no idea <laughs> what what any what time it is, what day it is. I guess it's Tuesday. Yeah, and this this will <laughs> post uh, before or on Halloween. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in New Jersey, but I didn't actually have time to see Joe. Only miserable people. <laughs> well, I'm glad I wasn't in a tour with that title. <laughs> no. So we did promise a slightly less depressing thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> After a, a couple we'll of uh, ridiculous weeks. Uh, since I'm usually away the week of Halloween, we actually get to do Halloween as a topic for once. <laughs> oh, that's right. You usually are, but it was a little bit uh, earlier this year. Hmm. Right. So I want to start with a PSA for anyone who isn't aware. Foodallergy.org has this thing called the teal pumpkin project which is you uh can or don't have to uh you know register your house on this uh but basically you put a teal bluish greenish pumpkin somewhere in your uh, holiday decor and that is to signify that you are offering non-food items because when dealing with food allergies and trying to deal with all of them there's no point yeah. <laughs> um, and aside on that, it's really frustrating when I can't eat chocolate that doesn't contain milk because they don't clean the equipment, which they prominently say on the label. And it's like, all you had to do was wash the thing down after you made the milk chocolate. And I would be able to have, you know, this dark chocolate. No. And, like, that's kind of gross because, like, does that mean it's getting washed, like, maybe once a day? If that. Right. Or, like, forever? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might be, like, hotel bedspreads where they only do it, like, if a rat visibly right, falls yeah. into it. Like, they've seen a rat fall into it. Yeah, because, you know, I have tried some of those chocolates without pills. And uh, let me tell you, they do not remotely wash their equipment. Or I guess they wash it in milk because, yeah, reactions. <laughs> Maybe. Uh -huh. Maybe so. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm not, like, very, I'm, like, mildly lactose intolerant. Uh, so I can I can eat anything with lactate, and I can eat a lot of things without it. Yeah. So, although the one thing I didn't get to do when I was in New Jersey was go to Jersey Freeze. So if any of you is ever in New Jersey... Go to damn Jersey Freeze in Manalapan or wherever the hell that is, near Freehold, whatever. Because mm. <laughs> that's the only place where they actually put enough sprinkles on your damn ice cream because it's so many sprinkles. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I actually meant to buy, in fact, I just <laughs> added some non-food Halloween stuff to my uh, Amazon cart, which I'll check out later. Because um, I, I always mean to and then... Yes, a lot of it is available for same day. Yeah, I was going to get, like, some little packs of crayons or something. I don't know. Yeah. So that seems cool. And uh, my favorite, and uh, is also recommended on the website, is anything that lights up. Oh, yeah. So, like, bulk glow sticks, like the 8-inch ones that come with a little connector so you can make it into a wristband, are, like, 5 to 25 cents, depending on how many of them you want to buy at once. Hmm. <laughs> If you're like really one percenty, and we'll get to one percent <laughs> Halloween, you can buy potentially slightly more environmentally friendly things that have LEDs and batteries in them, and get one more night out of them. And don't be fooled into getting um, Halloween things because 
if you look instead in like the rave supplies category of things, <laughs> like that is where like the the cheap crap, at, not only cheap crap, but like cheap crap with a ton of reviews. So you can figure out if it's the good kind of cheap or the bad kind of cheap. Right. Like the, uh, these are two cents, but only half of them work, but that's still better than the 10 cent ones that all work kind of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what's great about those two things is kids will play with them immediately. And that's great because it will help kids be slightly more immune to the real number one killer on Halloween night, which is not drugs. It's not razor blades. Like <laughs> all of that's like every one of those urban legends is a combination of uh, completely false or, um, you know, just a murder uh, that was taking advantage right, just, of the just urban a normal legend. murder, right? You know, like by a family member that they plan to cover up with the urban legend. So that's fun. Yeah, it's weird how there aren't that many serial killers of children, um, but there aren't, and they aren't. And like, if you're gonna get killed or your child is gonna get killed, it's way more likely that it's gonna that they're gonna be killed by you, right? <laughs> or a, another family member, perhaps a daycare provider, or a drunk driver, that sort of thing. Or just a regular driver. Apparently, yeah, that's true. Uh, pedestrian deaths on Halloween go way up. And of course, that skews uh, in the child uh, direction as well. Well, naturally. It's funny. It's, you know, it is like you see, <laughs> you see people tweeting about this and on Facebook and whatever. It's like, of course, people aren't going to give your children their, their expensive marijuana edibles. Oh, right. <laughs> They're going to give them, you know, tiny Snickerses. Yeah. Who? What in the world would be the point of giving a child drugs? Drugs are expensive. And people in in the business of distributing them, like, they're not going to put a calling card on there so the kid knows right. where to go to get some <laughs> yeah. more. Like, well, I, I, I mean, guess in the legalized states, <laughs> they could. Uh, in principle, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you would get super arrested for handing out yeah. edibles to children. So still, they're not going to. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, um, but apparently, can I segue now into the, uh, the eat the rich section a little bit? my favorite section yes <laughs> okay good okay okay i tried before so <laughs> about five years ago there was a dear prudence uh letter dear prudence being an advice column that's been published on slate since like the 90s and i've been reading it since like the 90s through at least three prudences um <laughs> <laughs> but there was one a few years ago from a woman, I think it was a woman, who is just outraged. I don't know why I think it's a woman, come to think of it. Maybe it was obvious in the context, or maybe I'm being sexist right now. It's possible. Because, um, I don't know, it just seems like the sort of concern that, like, a, a wealthy housewife would have. But anyway, she was, let's, uh, I'll, I'll. It does, like, it, the, t the tone does seem like the whitest lady. And if that's us being sexist, I mean, so be it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my she pronouns. Yeah, I mean I, I'm, I'm I, waiting for I, the load here. But if there's... I'm gonna I'm gonna slip into them at some point. Yeah. Like I'm gonna screw this up. So she was outraged <laughs> that like she's been distributing full sized candy bars or whatever, and she only wants to give out candy to children who actually live in her neighborhood. It's like, <laughs> it, it, uh, <laughs> like she's she's horrified that that poor children get driven to her neighborhood where they benefit from her largest, which is intended only to benefit other rich kids whose parents can buy them all the candy in the world already. Uh, but she, she thinks it's outrageous um, that, you know, that these poor kids, that the poors are invading 
her her wealthy suburb to uh to get some free candy like like she doesn't want uh socialized candy i guess yeah um and so prudence at that time emily yaffe who granted has some issues like not i'm not gonna stand for emily but her response to this person (laughs) was pretty good uh she basically told her to stop being such a cranky old witch uh which you know your wine makes me kind of wish that people from the actual poor side of town come this year not with scary costumes but with real uh uh, pitchforks (laughs) (laughs) that was so good though yeah yeah I mean, uh, they and, should. And, uh, they should. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being callous and miserly and go to Costco, you cheapskate, and get <laughs> enough candy to fill the bags of the kids who come one day a year to marvel at how the 1% live. Right? Like, what's the big dealio? Granted, I've never been, I've never lived in like the poor neighborhood or the rich neighborhood. I've always been in kind of the medium neighborhood. Mm. I guess right now I'm in... I don't know. I'm in a transitional neighborhood, meaning it's transitioning from <laughs> the merely upper middle class to the super wealthy. Um, but we're still, I don't know. I don't think that we're a full size. I'm certainly not a full size candy uh, candy bar household. It probably helps that I don't actually have uh, children and I don't especially like children. Although children who just come by, accept some candy and then go away are some of my favorite kind, especially if they take the time to admire my cats as one little girl did a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just don't get all these people getting super mad about handing out candy to people. Like they wanna they want people to like fill out an application form for their candy or something. It's like, how old are you? And like Right. That's not a very good costume. Like, okay, the thing is the really good costumes are really only accessible to rich people. And Personally, so I'm, you know, a flaming pink Okami, and I feel better about my candy going to kids who otherwise aren't, like, you know, who can't necessarily just get candy whenever they want it (laughs) than to, like, random rich kids. And, like, who's most likely to screw to, like, stomp your pumpkin or whatever? Probably a rich kid. I don't know. Yeah. No, that seems likely. I think pranks are, are more likely played by middle to upper class children than, than lower class ones. Unless you're this woman <laughs> who's probably giving them sour looks as she hands them candy or asking them where they're from. Yeah. I bet I bet she asks them where they're from. And and especially the ones who aren't white. Yeah. God, it must it must suck to be a rich black kid in one of these neighborhoods, cause like not only do you get the undeserved vitriol for, you know, being in the wrong neighborhood but you actually live there yeah it's like doubly undeserved because even by these people's ridiculous standards you do deserve that candy also rich rich black people are far more likely to end up less well off than their parents than rich white people shocking i know (sighs) have a much more tenuous grasp on wealth as a as a person of color in this country which is news to all of our listeners i'm sure Mm. it's weird that you know uh, only being able to have a hundred years at most of uh, wealth built into it as a factor. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like these rich people should should totally be giving out amazing non food items as well. Yeah, they should be giving out the good glow sticks. <laughs> or like sixteen packs of crayons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna get some like fidget spinners, but then I thought that if 
I didn't get many kids coming by, I didn't really want to have a hundred fidget spinners in my house. Also, whenever I sit on the couch and spin one of them, my husband gets mad at me. Because <laughs> it's... So I tried to look for, like, silent ones because it genuinely does uh, help me pay better attention to what's on the television because he also gets mad at me for not paying enough attention to the television. Well, yeah, that's why you got to get the ones that cost, like, a couple bucks, not several per dollar. Yeah. They're silent. They're weighted. They're balanced. Yeah, I just had the free one that I got uh, in a goodie bag when I started my first day uh, <laughs> at my current job. So it was like corporate branded, whatever. It spun pretty good, but it was a little noisy. Maybe if I put some WD-40 on it. If it's all plastic, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't WD-40 mess up plastic too, maybe? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like propane or something, isn't it? Like it's basically gasoline. Almost, yeah. <laughs> it's a petroleum yeah. product. It's flammable, etc. I don't know. Speaking of petroleum products, of course, the real hazard to your children is and always will be cars and the horrible uh, development patterns. Like it's like people aren't even thinking about pedestrians when they design these suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of hard on the kids. Now, granted, it, you know they get some exercise meandering through the cul-de-sacs, but it does kind of suck. Yeah. Especially when when they have to cross the access road to the subdivision, which there always is like one giant, like 45 mile per hour road and then all the little roads branch off it. So you can you can totally. Also, they tend to put bus stops on those, which is great for just like everyday commuters. Mm. But it's especially great <laughs> for children walking around at dusk, perhaps in dark colored costumes because they're witches or werewolves or whatever, whatever the kids dress as today. Probably cartoon characters that I don't know. <laughs> But in general, children are not at their most visible. Also, they're like little. So if you're, you know, charging through your access road to get to your rich person's suburb in your enormous SUV, the chances of just running one down are just, they increase exponentially with each of those attributes. Yeah. So uh, in 2005, the U.S. moved the end of daylight savings to be um, the first Sunday in November. And what that did was, you know, guarantee that Halloween was still in the ridiculous summertime, which basically means that uh, getting out of school at the same time on either side of that arbitrary change for no reason, mm. uh, there's, quote, one more hour of daylight. There super isn't, though. The thing about the Earth is that it doesn't care what we do with our clocks. Right. But it's, you know, it's. Just letting them out of school right, when there's more. because of all the arbitrary, yeah. yeah. But it'd be nice if, uh, in addition to that, like, Halloween was reassigned to the day before. So it would always be a Saturday, and they wouldn't be mowed down by commuters. Yeah, that would be super. And it's always such a bummer. And, and some... Um... Some neighborhoods have a thing where they're like, well, in this neighborhood... Halloween observed. We celebrate <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> right. Which is... I don't know, like the way that people don't talk to each other anymore, and I'm 100% guilty of this. I do not talk. <laughs> I am not to be found on my front porch, not that I have one, but even mm -hmm. if I did, like chatting up the people walking by with their dogs. Every now and then somebody will be walking a dog as I'm taking out my trash can, and all I, got it, all I can do is side-eye them because I'm like, you're not putting your dog poop in my trash can, are you? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that hates... Yeah. Other people's dog poop because it stinks and they always put it in like right after trash is collected. So there's like <laughs> dog poop in there for an entire. It's a whole. Anyway. 
<laughs> it's a whole thing. Suburbia, it's great. Um, but like, I wonder how that's supposed to be communicated to all of the people in the neighborhood, like next door. <laughs> I mean, my next door uh, has, you know, a little map and whatever, and you can say what kinds of things there are at your house, um, what you're giving out. But like, I think uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that the next door in my area is like mostly white people. Uh, there are a few non-white people. Every now and then you see a post from somebody with a with a clearly ethnic name. <laughs> and it's like, okay, odds are that person is not a white person. They might be because of marriage and whatever, but, you know, odds are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, even that's another way to disadvantage uh, children whose parents are not super plugged into things like Nextdoor or like neighborhood Facebook groups or that kind of BS. Yeah. Um, and another way to uh, gatekeep uh, Halloween uh, observed is with a literal gates where if you call it a block party you get to say no admittance if you don't live on the block mm, clever yeah and i mean on the plus side um yeah closing that street means no one will get run over uh but it's also you know like literal gatekeeping <laughs> keeping the poors from commuting <laughs> to your uh neighborhood because you know I don't know if that's a thing, but even if it is, like... Who cares? Right. People people are so... Like, some people are just so eager to feel taken advantage of yeah. <laughs> in the most ridiculous situations. It's like they're so... And it's all rich people who are mm -hmm. desperately afraid of being taken advantage of. That's why, like... And this is, like, a known phenomenon. Like, poor kids all kind of help each other out and, like, give, like, tips. <laughs> give decent tips to waitresses yeah. and stuff and, like you know, loan somebody 10 bucks and then pay back the 10 bucks as they themselves have been loaned. But like rich kids are not like that. Apparently I've, I've read about this. I haven't met that many, like, well, I guess I, I, I guess I met a bunch of them in college, um, but I didn't like interact with them in a way to experience this. But apparently like those are like the cheapest assholes who always forget their wallets and stuff and they never pay you back because to them it's like no big deal. Just put it on daddy's Amex. <laughs> but for those of us who don't have a daddy's Amex, it was like, um, but like, actually I need to buy food for the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, luckily that wasn't quite my situation in college. I, I had a meal plan paid for by student loans, um, <laughs> which I paid off later, eventually, over the course of years. Although my parents paid off half of them, so I'm in a lot better situation than a lot of kids. 30-year-old children, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and then there's this thing that I'm glad you added about... Uh, I didn't this I think this is a relatively recent phenomenon, the uh, the trunk or treat, where like... I guess people literally, it's like tailgating, but for Halloween. That is, like, that is a literal and accurate description of it. You kind of like park your giant mom cars in some parking lot, usually at a church. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do seem to be church related. And then the kids just go from car to car. And that's another way to make sure that you're restricting your candy distribution only to a specific group of children right? Um, to for the sake of being shitty. Uh, and it, so it probably is safe. I mean, it definitely is safer for the children to walk from one car to the other rather than being on the actual streets. But A, it's like, I don't know. I think you're kind of missing out on something. Like, if your parents are hovering over you, like, the coolest part of Halloween was when you were, like, 10 or whatever. Like, you were getting kind of big. 
Uh, although in our case, gosh, I think we started trick-or-treating without parental supervision when we were like eight, <laughs> maybe seven or eight, because mm. there would be like a big group of kids and my neighborhood was fine. It was whatever. So we would all just kind of walk around and you could like, you know, practice being a person who's just like walking down the street. Yeah. Uh, From what I recall, if there is at least a, a teenager, then like uh, the minimum age was... Um, if you were the sibling of that teenager, like minimally ambulatory. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I was. So it's like it's I like you're of... 11. It's like, OK, you can take your five year old sister. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody was supervising us as seven year olds or eight year olds. I think we were just like I think I was the one who was like the designated one with enough common sense to keep us all from being killed. Yeah. And I did an OK job of it. I mean, we weren't killed at any point. Um and we you know it was like a fun adventure and there was always like the one haunty house in the neighborhood that was like creepy and you know who's brave enough or like the mean old man mm. who still gave out candy uh and so you know so the, the mean old man probably wasn't actually that mean but you never learn these things about people right uh until later right we had the the mean old man was like our neighbor but he in retrospect i don't think he was actually that mean yeah, and um, blue states that are uh, blue for real, not like New York, where it's a red state that's drowned out by New York City. Um, right. Uh, tend to only have like money publicans and not too much of like the uh, racism and xenophobic kind. I mean, they, they do exist, but it's just, you know. Because like some of the miserable people are definitely partly miserable because of racism. Like they're miserable because they hate uh the you know the mexicans which means all people from spanish yeah countries. yeah <laughs> probably including spain um <laughs> even though many spanish people are basically white but anyway uh because you know you get your you know your italian racists and your irish racists and there's they, they are definitely in blue states They're well that's like, how new jersey works well, yeah, and and I and I, I know that these people exist because they're in my family, and I've blocked them on Facebook. Um, but yeah, so the thing about these being tied to churches is that churches are, of course, usually one type of people. You know, like yeah, like a Catholic church in New Jersey is like a Polish church or an Italian church, or an Irish church, you know, like, it's, it's one of them, yeah. you know? There's a whole, I wonder which one, I don't really remember what, I guess it probably was more of an Italian church that, that my mom went to when I was a kid. And uh, when she went, she actually visited, um, she and my dad came to visit me in the DC area before we all went up to New Jersey. And she went to the Catholic church near my house, which, of course, I've never been to. <laughs> I looked it up on Google Maps uh, and she actually uh, she went to a mass. It turned out to be the Latin mass. Oops. So I don't know what kind of church. Uh, I don't know what 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 kind of white people attend that church. Um, now, there are a lot of Catholics who are people of color, of course, because the Catholic church did, you know, all that conquistadoring. Yep. <laughs> um, so in Hawaii, your Catholic churches are like, you know, they have a substantial amount of like Filipino people, uh, people from Guam, not that that's a huge population. Um, I mean, every kind of people that lives in Hawaii, a lot of them end up 
Catholic for some reason. And then, of course, the white people who are Catholic. Yeah. My mom's church is actually relatively diverse as Catholic churches go. But that's a Hawaii thing because Hawaii is weird. Yeah. Even in New Jersey where, like, you have the forced diversity due to the population density and, you know, the influx of everyone from everywhere. You know, churches are the one place where that doesn't have to fly. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's enough of your group to have the church of your group. Especially um, with Catholicism, because the the core Catholic Church has just ridiculous amounts of money and treasure. And also they make people uh, give them money every week in those little envelopes. They send you a big book of envelopes yep. at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and you're supposed to put money in them. And I don't know, apparently my mom's been giving them a bunch of money. But not her justification for the amount was, uh, but it's not 10% of what I make. And it's like, sweet, merciful okay. crap. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but it's still like kind of a ridiculous amount of what she thinks that it keeps the planes in the air and whatever and keeps bad things from happening to her family, even though. Good well, track record there. I mean, yeah. it's not amazing, <laughs> <laughs> especially this past, uh, you know, this past month was uh, quite well, not I guess more September than October. But anyway, September was real <laughs> bad. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird superstition thing. But yeah, totally like having your trunk or treat restricted to the members of your church. People go to such lengths to just avoid their children interacting with other people. Like that's going to be a bad thing for their children instead of like totally a good thing. And to go back to the unfortunately uh, prophetic book, um, uh, what was it, Bowling Alone or something, that this isolation isolationism is what breeds xenophobia which just leads to i mean like it's a straight line to trump basically right anytime you're setting up an us and a them like it's not great yeah it should really i mean it and and it's just a big us on this planet we're all in it together if we're shitting in the air (laughs) 100 percent of the time like that's going to affect all of us although the rich can jet off to well that's next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah (sighs) and anyway this was supposed to be lighter well you know for us it is yeah i mean we threw glow sticks at children that's that's pretty good for an episode yeah but anyway let kids have a real Halloween where it's a tiny bit dangerous and, uh, you know, be careful driving home that day. Yeah. Or just take off work. I mean, it's Halloween. It's a real holiday. Yeah. That seems yep. fine. Although, of course, I'm, who can afford? And yeah, you're right. Who can afford that either? Yeah. Well, you ruined it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that.